The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Thursday the 29th of June. You're watching Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Talk. Coming up, the government has held crisis talks with water regulator Offwat as Thames Water faces emergency nationalisation over its £14 billion debt and now it emerges another four water companies could also be in trouble. But don't worry, you and me, the taxpayer, will help bail them out. Seems reasonable, doesn't it? Meanwhile, hospital consultants on an average 128 grand a year will be allowed to do lucrative private work during a two-day strike next month. And King Charles is turning down the heating in a bid to save money, with the cost of living crisis being blamed for royal spending rocketing to £107.5 million last year. The time right now is 6.33. This is Talk Breakfast. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Always appreciate you joining me. We are still the award-winning Talk Breakfast. I thought I'd just get one in, get one in there. Uh, and I'm delighted to say I am joined uh, this morning by Emma Revel. Good morning to you. Good morning. Um, there's lots to talk about. I mean, NHS strikes still in the news, no doubt, of course. Uh, but the focus really is on Thames Water at the moment. Lots of the front pages today uh, are concerned about uh, the fate of Thames Water and indeed the fate of taxpayers forced to bail out a private company. Now, to me, this is the bit I don't get. We're into the bank territory here, aren't we? The too big to fail thing. So you privatise, you're making a load of money. Instead of spending money investing in uh, dealing with sewage pipes and, and, and investing in basically upgrading what is for, certainly for most of the Thames Water area, Victorian infrastructure, you're handing over billions in dividends to your shareholders uh, in Abu Dhabi and in China, the China Investment Company, the state-owned China Investment Company. You're handing all that money over and then you get into a load of debt um, and um, and then and then we apparently us taxpayers who've seen our bills go up and up and up and up with not you know, much to show for it, um, other than we still have water which we had before, um, being asked to pay for it. Oh, and what this isn't that's not privatisation. I mean, government bailout is not going to be the first port of call. It's certainly not something the government will be rushing to do, but it does need to stand as a backup option if the initial uh, the. Uh, existing investors can't be, you know, found, can't find any more money to put in. I mean, and but, if a sale okay. can't be organised. The China it's... Investment Company, the, the, the Abu Dhabi Fund and the, uh, the, the Canadian Pension Fund, they have the money. Yeah. But if they choose, say, oh, not our problem, Gov, we've, we've taken 70 billion out, we're fine. But then, then, then we'll have to end up paying for it. So perhaps it's a question of, of the regulator doing more to look at, you know, when dividends are paid versus the debt. Do they need to have more control over the debt yeah. these companies can take on? The reason they've taken on this debt over a number of years, and it's it's been building up for years and people have been warning about it, yeah. Thames Water aren't the only one at risk. Yeah. They're just the one at most risk at present. It's because, you know, the the way the regulator uh, forces them uh, to, to invest and mm. a lot of money this has been borrowing to invest as you say, yeah. quite quite old, quite outdated infrastructure, especially in London. So, you know, we are investing more in repairs than almost any other European country but, when but it comes to our water. Because there's more to do. Because there's more because to it do. wasn't done for a long time before. I mean, that's, when it was nationalised. So nationalisation isn't necessarily the answer. And this is this is the thing, isn't it? Because we, we, we know that nationalisation has got support of about 70% of people in this mm. country. Um, people say the solution is... Um, you know, this privatised company is in a load of debt, there's big problems, let's let's nationalise. Um, 
What we've had with, with privatisation, particularly of natural monopolies like the utility companies, I mean, you can shop around in mm. normal times for your energy, energy company. And we did see that some of that working. If you bother to do it, most mm. people didn't. But I mean, I, I certainly, after a sort of talking to on the show uh, so I was <laughs> on radio years ago, I, I, I promised myself every year I'd do it. And yeah. I, I saved hundreds of pounds. All gone now in the extra thousands paid on energy in the last year. But um, water, I mean, I don't have a choice. I live in the Thames water area, as do one in four people in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't have a choice. So I've got to go to them. I've, they set the price. Everything is down to their management and off what, the, the regulator. Have off what been a, a sleep at the wheel? I mean, it's none of our business whether a private company does badly or not. It's just a shareholder's business, except when yeah. it's a utility. It's a it's a vital resource for everybody. I can't go. I think I'll go into a different water company. Or you know what? I won't buy your water then. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have no water. That's not an option. So it sh- should should some should some goods be a natural monopoly and be tr- and stay in national hands, or is it you can have it in private hands? But you need to have really, really good regulation. I mean, personally, I'm, I'm on the latter. I think you can have it in private hands with a really firm regulator. I think if we look at the amount that was invested before privatisation of water and after, <laughs> investment is much higher now. Leaks are much, much lower. Sewage and pollution. Yeah, sewage and pollution is actually much lower. We just um, test more. We discovered yesterday you know, they're finding so many more uh, problems with sewage. And they used not- to test five percent of the water. Now they test ninety percent of the water. Well, you're going to find a low. Indeed, it's not to say there's not a problem. We have an incredible problem with water pollution in this country, but it's better than it used to be, and it it can and will keep getting better. Let's place it in context. It's like Sadiq Khan in London saying, oh, pollution in London, it's better than it's ever been, and long before there was any low emission zone. The the fact that we've got five water companies uh, in in trouble, so if you don't live in the the Thames water area, so one in four people in this country do, uh, we're looking at Southern Water. Uh, They provide services to 2.6 million customers. Um, we've also got Yorkshire Water, five million customers, um, and, uh, and and others involved as well. So there are big concerns about a lot of different companies. Um, are they all being badly run? I suppose that's a question. These are the, supposed to be the clever people, right? I suppose it's a question for the regulator, as you say. If this is a problem that hasn't appeared out of nowhere, these debts don't accrue overnight. They've accrued over yeah. decades, and they're accruing in lots of different you know water companies then there is a question for the industry as a whole on the way it manages itself but i think the thing i find bizarre is this idea that our our vital you know monopoly natural supplies of things like water are are being basically owned by a, a, a canadian pension fund china how are we allowing china to own anything in this country um and abu dhabi the same again why why, 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 when did this become something that we thought was okay? Well, it was, you know, one of the, I believe one of the last things that Margaret Thatcher decided mm. to privatise. It's something that not a lot of other countries have done. And it is instinctively one of the ones that's most difficult to defend mm. because people go, but it's water. It, it's everywhere. It should be easy to get. It falls from the sky. How is this something, you know, mm. personally, I believe it's a better way of running it because if it's nationalised... But is the, it a better way? If it was a better way of running it, they wouldn't be 14... Our bills wouldn't have been going up and we wouldn't be. they wouldn't be £14 billion in debt. I mean, by definition... But off what's own figures show that actually because of the investment that's been made since privatisation, our bills are lower than they would have been had we not made that but investment. But we think it couldn't be... But, but that... But, 
But at the same time, they paid, was it 70 billion or something ridiculous? Uh, no one's in, saying in they dividends. couldn't be lower. They couldn't have invested but that's my more. Point. But like, compared to how it was run. Couldn't we have had all that many? Why don't we have a, a nationalised company, but we pay some top private manager? We know this, you know, we know this guy or girl is, is seriously top notch. They've been paid millions elsewhere. We say we're going to pay you this amount and, and, the, and we're going to have a really strict bonus structure. And, and you know what? We'll, we'll pay you a billion. If after the end of 10 years, our bills are down and all this extra work's been done, let's provide someone with an incentive. Because if it's if it's relying on government money the same way that the rest of the public sector is, then it's in competition with the rest of the public sector. And if you're looking for what we've got a pot of money, what do we invest it in? Do we invest it in the NHS? Do we invest it in schools? Or do we invest it in digging up the roads and repairing infrastructure and in we London? And we'll all go... Look, it's going to go to schools look, in the NHS. Yeah. And we, we saw that with austerity, didn't yeah. we, under George Osborne and, and David Cameron, which was the ring-fencing of the budget the NHS yeah. and everyone says the NHS had less money they did not they had a real terms increase every year not as big as an increase they had been previously and given an ageing population uh, many would argue not enough but again could be spending it better yeah. um, but, um, but, but instead, you basically at that point you saw getting rid of police um, lack of spending on other infrastructure projects mm. and uh, basically everything else suffered yeah. in return for keeping the NHS going had that work out for us all, everyone. Um, what do you make also of the front page of the papers today? NHS doctors allowed to work in the private sector on strike days. I mean, they're striking from NHS work. Uh, the, the, many of these NHS consultants do already do some private work, mm -hmm. but I think a lot of people will be very frustrated to be told you can have an appointment with an NHS consultant, it's in four months' time, or if you want to pay 250 quid, you can see them on Wednesday. Well, also, you'd be lucky if your NHS appointment's in four months' time, given the list yeah. of waiting lists. It's more like a year and a half. For some yeah, people, I exactly. think a lot of people are going to be incredibly annoyed reading that story this morning. I mean, yeah, but I mean, again, there's often these things are life or death. I mean, certainly for something like cancer, you, the sooner you get in yeah. and get your opera and start your treatment, I mean, I think you're looking at something like every two weeks, it's a 5% difference in your chances of living. Well, even more minor conditions, if you're looking at delays of six months, 12 months, yeah. 18 months, that minor condition isn't a minor condition by the time you get to the no, doctor. Indeed. And the policy exchange think tank also uh, pointed out that GPs waste 15 million appointments a year dealing with chaotic breakdowns in communication between their surgery and hospitals and um, patients have to keep returning because they've got you know trapped in a referral black hole mm -hmm. i had to deal with this with um, an, an elderly relative of mine the other day. i said let me who are you dealing with right fine call them whenever i've had anything you know recent mammogram so where did the results go yeah. when will the, when will you have the results yeah. why does it why does it take two weeks? Why don't I get the results in two days? I, th I find that bizarre. Yeah. Why don't all the people looking at the mammogram results, by the way, just just all? Why don't we pay them to all work like you know, tw you know, massively long shifts for a few weeks to catch up on that, and then we start having we start having people getting the results quickly? Um, and are you sending it to my GP or are you sending it to me? Yeah. And why are you sending me a letter? Because we live in we live in twenty twenty three. And, and and you were able to send me a text message about the appointment. Yeah. And I was able to book it online. And yet you're sending me a letter costing a fortune. That which might get lost. Might get lost. I mean, it, the NHS, there's so many really simple things that could be done to improve it. And a lot of it is about technology because they are like, you know, the NHS, more than anything else in Britain, relies on fax machines. And pages. And, and They're the big, world's biggest purchaser of fax machines still. Yeah. I know, it's still mind-blowing, isn't it? 6.43 is the time. Plenty more to talk about, including our hero, England's Johnny Burstow, carrying off a Just Stop Oil protester at Lord's yesterday. Absolutely joyful to watch, I have to say. This is Talk Breakfast. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio.